to the One 101 Podcast. On this show, we break down high-performing strategies, influential interviews, and try to develop discipline, mindset, and character traits. Please welcome your mostly Latino, somewhat literate host, Juan Guadarrama. Let's talk about physical and mental training. I got you covered with strength powerlifting training, conditioning for you functional fitness freaks, and sports athletes with the athletic department programming. If you're in the area, SoCal, Los Angeles, specifically Hawthorne, you can access all of that open gym. Come as much as you want, whenever you want, $100. If you don't live in the area, remote access to all the programs available for only $25. I also started private mental performance training. If you want the details for that, send your boy a message, Juan at SortaBrand.com. Strang gang, what's up my peoples? We got a sponsorship reel. Listen up, get my supplements at MaxEffortMuscle.com. You know your boy messes with the pre-workout 4 a.m training sessions gotta get going non-training days or if i need a little bit uppers in the afternoon strongcoffeecompany.com i'm the morning fix guy that red latte you can have it hot you can have it cold ready to mix drink you don't have to brew your coffee has added benefits of collagen have you been taking a peek i've been rocking 10,000, 10,000 shorts is my ish right now. I like the seven inch seam, no liner, please. Sorry, boys. Gotta keep it fresh. I like the colors, material. I can do my powerlifting, I can play soccer in it, I can do my CrossFit stuff in it. For max effort muscle, use code 1G. Strong Coffee Company, 1G. 10,000, the whole last name. Guadarrama, G-U-A-D-A-R-R-A-M-A. If you missed all that, check out the show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Monty, these are called Sorter Sessions. Don't be afraid. You can step up, kid. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we got my buddy Monty here. We got my buddy Margaret here. Today's topic, very direct, Monty. And the meanest I love and I think it's a good conversation because we openly talk about it, but I don't think the rest of the world talks about it. Uh, what was it like or is like from when you grew up to now being a gay black man? Being a gay black man, um, it wasn't an issue because I was in the closet as a kid. But, but as that a, is an issue, like that you had to hide it. Did you feel like you had to hide it? Oh yeah, I had to hide it. Like uh, in the 80s where I grew up outside of Manhattan in New Jersey, mm-hmm. that's when the AIDS hit and we got their news feed from there. And as a kid, eight years old, I would cry every night because you would see in the news that they would wrap these bodies in white sheets and mark them with a red axe and leave them on the street because morgues and hospitals and funeral homes weren't taking the bodies because they, they had no idea what this AIDS thing was. And the only thing that they saw was that gay people are dying of this gay cancer. Is this similar to uh, the scare of how media does with COVID right now? Yeah, that's why I laugh about that. I'm, that that's a whole definition because when it was killing us, the government didn't worry about it. Um, but not the political. But background... No, go for it. Okay, okay, but this first, is the whole yeah, point. Okay, um, but back as being a kid, knowing that I was gay... I would cry myself to sleep every night because I would think I'm going to be in that sheet on the curb marked with a red X and no one's going to pick me up. If I say that I'm gay. If I say that I'm gay because then the, the news back then just said if you're gay, you're getting this cancer and you're going to die. 
So I kept that to myself um, in the closet and didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to die. Okay, so a couple questions here. Go ahead. In the black community, how shun upon is it to be gay? Because it is in the Hispanic community. It's very shun upon, especially in church, they, they, they were preaching against it. I myself was very lucky and blessed because when I came back to my parents, it was like an 80s after school special. Um, like I remember I told them in the dining room and my mom was like... How old were you? 27. I was moving... Oh, you were an adult. I was an adult, yeah. But I was, I was moving to California. So I, I'm, I told them that I'm going to California next week, as you know, and just in case anything happens to me. I want you to know who I am. So my dad was like, well, you're our son, and we love you um, as long as you're happy, and we don't care what you are. Do they know? Did they know? No. They, well, then my mom says to me, she says, I'm not going to forget, she's at the dining table smoking a cigarette, and she's like, I always knew you were gay. I was waiting for you to do, what do they call it? <sighs> Come out of the closet? And I was like, oh, you shady bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so then they were like, do you, uh, knowing that, do you, looking back, do you feel like she was uh, more supportive, her knowing? More supportive, absolutely, because as a kid, like, like in the 70s, growing up, I was a 70s baby, um, playing superheroes, I was the first one to yell out, I want to play Wonder Woman, or like, or like um, the Bionic Woman. And they were like, oh, you should play Batman or Superman. I was like, no, Wonder Woman. Um, so as a kid, my parents knew, you know, and also as a kid, the next door neighbor, her name was Farrah, I used to steal her like Barbie dolls. Mm. And, and hide them in my bed and, and play with those too. Was there a fear amongst your peers or at school, or do you not give a fuck? There was a fear, which made me excel in sports. Um, I was all state football, um, varsity letter four years in a row, just excelled in sports all year round, so that I wouldn't have that stigma of being gay or or like being less than. Uh, okay, so there. I say this carefully. I like that mentality uh -huh. because besides being gay like this happens with anyone that's a minority yeah right like let's whatever the minority yeah. section is like yeah i get that but also use that flame to not like don't back down don't, fight don't back down and don't fall into the stereotype and, and just be like, like you know what i mean yeah. number, right yeah. like because that, that's how i always felt yeah i'm like i don't care that i'm short or mexican like, I'm, I'm gonna fucking crush you. Well, exactly, and I always knew that because growing up, I didn't have my first black classmate until the seventh grade. So as a little oh, kid, shit. I knew that I was different, the way I looked and the way I felt inside. You know, like in first grade, my other friends had crushes on girls and I had friends with my crushes. And, and the first grade, uh, did you talk to any of your friends about all this? Or is this all just kept to yourself? Oh, all inside. I knew I looked different and that I felt different. So how did you? Uh, I don't know if it was coping. Did you not care, or did you feel like you had to cope? Didn't? Do you feel like it made you a stronger person? Did you feel like you had to live a lie? What What were the emotions of? Emotions. Um, at the time, it just made me a chameleon. I turned into who you wanted me to be to survive. To survive, and then later in life, it, like in high school, it started to become like very relevant when people say, oh, you're not really black. Really? <laughs> you know, it's just, um, and so then you, you would hear like in the gay jokes and shit, so. Um, How did gay jokes affect you? It made me angry um, until I started speaking up because even you guys at the gym, you, if you remember like like about three years ago, I told you guys, when you say that's so gay, it's so negative and, and the kids hear it because when you say it's so gay to me, it, it means, it's it's less than and you know you say it in front of a six-year-old but he's gonna go to school and say too that's so gay and then trust me i'm not playground there's some little boy or girl who is gay and you hear that's so gay and they think well is that less than and 
absolutely fucking know it's not less than because you know, like being gay does not mean that you're weak or slow or anything. It just in my mind, it makes you stronger. It, it it makes you be able to cope and get ahead of people because people unfortunately are going to think that you are less than, and you can show them that you're not fucking less than. Yeah, yeah, and just and just keep fucking going. It's kind of like, I mean, there's a whole new trend of, uh, don't be a girl, don't be a, don't be a pussy. Yeah. Uh, I think the conversion, depending on what you're at, so if you're a guy, is don't be a weenie. Don't be weenie, yeah. So then it it doesn't you don't try to diminish anyone else, and it still brings the the thing that you wanted to say mm -hmm. with the I think more correct term. Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. Do you agree on that? I, I agree on that, but also like growing up gay, I don't regret it because it allowed me to walk through worlds. Um, like I said, I became a chameleon, so I became who you wanted me to be. And as an adult, you can use those where I can walk through worlds. Because even by growing up in an all white community, it's going to be like um, walking through a room. Good afternoon, how are you doing? Yeah. Walking through a room. What up? <laughs> no, walking through a room. Like, like, hey, girl. You go to the boardroom. It's nice to meet you. Where, where I can shift in those worlds and, and, I, and, yeah, and I, I think can we see all things. have a little bit of that. Yeah, and some people say when that. When we're at the gym, I think we get to be our truest self. Exactly. And you're like, okay, I don't have to be fucking any sort of way. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a douchebag to all of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like I can turn around like if, if like if I'm at the bank and the teller is is gay or a girl, I'll be like, girl, hook your sister up, or you know, if it's a white guy, I'll be like, sir, please, you know, I'm just a small it's business, I'm trying to make it happen, just to be able to walk those worlds and, 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 and like turn it on. I'm making it work for me because you said that I'm less than, so now I'm more than because yeah. I can walk through four worlds and boom, you only stuck in one bitch. Yeah, I like that because. Uh, Everyone, well, not everyone. I see a lot of people complain of like, eh, I'm like, no, just use what you got to, yeah. to get through. You know, whatever if, you got. If I gotta check the Mexican box, I'm checking the Mexican box. Exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> I, who, who is? Um, I think it's Lynn Collins. It's a whole house song. Uh, they call it the and, and the, the black preacher lady. It's a quote. You gotta use what you got to get what you want. And, you know, I'm gonna use what I got. Yeah. To get what I want. Yeah. It, is, it applies to wherever you are, whoever you are, in the whatever situation. It's just survival. Not everybody is is, is Ivy League, and you got you got. If, if, if it's that brain, then you go ahead and, and you use that brain and get ahead. And you know, if you don't, if, if you open the club or if you got to get down on your back to get a leg up, to step up, use what you got to get what you want. Um, has there been? Do you feel a societal change, and what has that been towards the whole gay community? Okay, now it's going to get political. Uh, yeah, get political. I, I, I think with this administration that, that we have, and started with gay marriage and um, with telling people that they can't get married, it's very political because I don't see how it all it bothers you, your politics, or religion, the person I'm sleeping with. You should worry about who's in your bed and who you're sleeping with and not who I am. Because um, last time I checked, the last thing that threatened your marriage was you, not me. So uh, that argument... That's made, a joke one. Uh, just... It's really cool. I don't know if you know this, but in schools they're teaching about different dynamics of uh, family structure. Mm -hmm. And Lucas, we were watching a movie, and he's able to identify the different structures. I'm like, oh, that's that's two men. That's a gay couple that are married. Uh, and in his brain, it's normal, which is super dope. I'm like, dang, you guys are way ahead. <laughs> like it's taken like for us. Uh, we've had to learn this as adults. Almost yeah. right because there's a complete different switch. So it's like big props to the schools. I'm like, no, it's not always mom and dad. You happen to have mom and dad, 
Some families have dad and dad. Some families have mom and mom. Yeah. Uh, and there's even more combinations of that. I, I can even top that. My uh, best friend, him and his husband, they, they have a kid. It, it's their nephew, but they adopted him now. And they were watching um, a Netflix documentary last week. And their son is, Ben is 12 or 13. And Ben's like, wait, hold on, I have to ask you a question. And my best friend Brandon's like, what? Did he identify as a cis male? <laughs> and Brent just paused and called me and said, girl, they didn't believe the motherfucker asked me. And it's like, a 13-year-old asked you how does he identify as a cis male because in school they're taught not to use pronouns. And I was like, wow, Eagle Rock on school system, okay. <laughs> so it's, it, it's changing and hopefully it really won't matter. Um, uh, I see a positive side in our, in our society with Facebook and cell phones being that in 20 years, when people are running for public office, no one's going to have any secrets, and everyone's going to have a scalp in their closet. And we're going to have people who are going to do the job because they can do the job. Not the only candidate who, who, did, who wasn't recorded saying a racial slur, the only candidate who didn't slap a man or woman's ass, the only candidate who didn't do this, because everybody doesn't have a scalp in so we can't judge anybody. So in 20 years, some people like people who can do an adequate job and get the job done as opposed to, well, he has no scars, so let's make this person run for office. Because right now, I think people aren't stepping up and able to take a job for political office, whether it be local, state, or federal, because of the shit they have in their closet. Like I said, in 20 years, every dumb high school kid is going to be on Facebook with a drunken blackout or saying, like, yo, yo, uh, what's his name? I'm, uh, and LeBron James, that's my nigga! It's like, you're white, you can't say that, but... Everyone's gonna do that. So those who live in glass houses can't throw a stone. Everybody's gonna live in a glass palace in twenty years. Cause mine right now is Lalique glass. That's hot fancy crystal heat on that, honey. Fucking <laughs> okay, Martin. Uh, do you have? Cause I think uh, there's still people that are scared to come out or like just be themselves. Do you have advice for them? Say, say like maybe a younger person's watching this. This is something, and that makes me cry sometimes because uh, I can never wrap my head around it to fathom it that there's so many kids today that eight years old and you want to kill yourself because you think it will not get better because you're gay and you see how the world treats you. Um, just because with me, I've always had support from my friends and family and community, but there, I know there's kids out there because I have friends too whose parents have told them. When they were gay, they got in their house, you're gonna fucking get AIDS, you're dead to me. And it's like, how can you say that as a parent um, to your child? And and just and to tell kids, it will get better, you know. Um, like I I can't say that I was teased because I look at it back now and say, as as a te um, as a survival mode or as a coping mechanism, I hid in the closet. And unfortunately, some kids just can't hide in that closet. Um, Stay strong. You know, there's people out there who are like you, and you are not a freak. You're not a weirdo. You are who you are meant to be. And don't let anybody ever tell you that you're not. Don't let anybody take your sunshine um, because you're just who you are and you're supposed to be. That's so. Thank you, Martin. You're welcome.